Um, Sensei Louie. <laughs> yep. Probably my, my most disappointing failed project. So, Sensei Louie was based on a real karate place in Wakefield. Uh, and on the door to that karate place, it, it was actually called Sensei Louie's, which is already funny. Was it? Yeah, it was. Um, and on the window, <laughs> it said, four-year-olds are free until they turn five. Um, which is inevitable for a four-year-old. I mean, I guess a, a certain percentage will die before they turn five. I think what he was trying to say was it's not for a calendar year. It's up until the point they turn five. No, uh, four-year-olds are free. That's the end of the sentence. Because if they turn five, they're no longer yeah, four. Yeah, but you don't want to give these kids any wiggle room. Hey, yeah, yeah, these liberals. So I ended up make, just making fun of this. Like, thinking that, like, Sensei Louie was this, like, dad bod, frumpy, like, Italian, like, over-the-top Italian guy. With a pepper Pepper, yeah, with the absolute pepper necklace in, like, his 40s, living in his mother's basement, balding, etc. And his job is that he's running a failing dojo, and he's very aggressive. And remember, like, some of the skits we came up with were like, hey. Come here, you. Let me see your fucking birth certificate. Like you, a kid walks in with his mother, and the mother goes to little Johnny. Have a have a nice time at karate. And Louis, goes, hey, hey, no, no, hey, 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 oh, 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 what are you trying? You, you, I heard you trying to get the free four year old Dale from me, but I'm gonna need to see some proof. Did you bring your kid's fucking birth certificate with you, huh? <laughs> no, it was go home and tell mommy that if she doesn't bring your fucking birth certificate back next time, mommy's gonna get fucked. <laughs> So these skits are absolutely fucking ridiculous. And then there was like the side skit of like Louie sitting in the basement at home, like yelling at people like, what was it? Like playing he video you, games? He had a YouTube channel. Yeah, that's right. Where I guess he discussed martial arts. And I think we settled on the fact that he learned most of the martial arts through like 1980s like action and, and another thing about Louie was that he always got the news a little bit wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Remember? Yeah. Like um, the ALS challenge. We did the, remember that, the ice bucket challenge? And I actually did it as Sensei Louis. And I was dressed up in the gi outside Anthony's house. Yep. And uh, what was it like? Rice. What? Well, I remember my joke was I did apples first because I thought it was like bobbing for apples. <laughs> and everyone was like, no, no, it's the ice challenge. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then I did rice. Right, yeah. And they were like, no, not rice, ice. And then I did it right. And I think you did rice too. No, I um, I got all the words wrong. I, I, I think I called, hey, where could this, this little boy has Babe Ruth disease. Was like, like, it was like kind of like on the right. He's like the Michael Scott of karate, like kind of like on the right track. But a little bit wrong with everything he says. Sort of like um, secondhand news guy on, on Yeah, SNL. exactly, who I, I've been compared to. Hmm. Yeah, but you're... Not because it's I give similar. secondhand news, just the character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we wrote a whole script for Louis. Remember this? We sat down at Anthony's house, and we wrote episode one of Sensei Louis. 
and we were going to start a YouTube show. And then it never materialized. Yeah, it didn't have been so much work, though. Well, yeah, and I know you are work-averse. But if I came by with a camera and a fucking lighting stage and a crew, you'd be like, oh, I'm all for it. Well, no, I mean, you got got to find locations, you got to get permission. Well, we had, we we discussed this. I mean, remember we were going to, like, we are going to, like, find, like, a abandoned place, like a parking lot or something, and turn it into a dojo, but we were going to, like, work that into the storyline, where it was, like... He's. It's not real. It's a figment of his imagination, and he's like borderline kidnapping kids. <laughs> remember, like Louis was gonna take like a dark turn. <laughs> yeah, he was gonna do like a hill turn, and he was gonna like literally turn into like. I don't think it was a pedophile. No, I think he was just no. getting increasingly creepy. Yeah. I, I think the best way to do it is just have a fake YouTube channel of Sensei Louis. Well, yeah, that's kind of a lazy way to do it. But what would that even be? Just like Louis sitting in front of a camera saying fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like, I actually wanted to, like, show Louis being, like, belligerent, no pun intended, to the children that he thought were five years old and just taking where, advantage. Where are we going to find these kids? I, that was another. We asked this question. This was an actual. <laughs> that was a problem. That we were going to do, like, a casting call, except we didn't have any money to give anybody. <laughs> so free karate lessons from me. But it's so great because I have such a sensei Louis body. <laughs> like, I am, I am such a sensei Louis type. You you bought it like key. watching me do goat karate would be like exactly how I would envision an actual forty something man. <laughs> Legend of Goat Master. <laughs> I'm the goat master. Um what else? Uh, sidestep and geography guy was like never really it was that was more of like like a You've one-off. done it a few times this podcast and I don't I'm sure. Once. I think you did twice. Well, but that the second time I did it, I was just making fun of Helmet Guy. I wasn't actually oh, like... Side they sound Ge- similar. Si- they do. Uh, Sidestepping Geography Guy is not a PC character. <laughs> but I want to clarify that he's not retarded. No, no. He's no. not. He's totally I can see it. why you might think that. Yeah, I, I can understand why you might think he's retarded. But He's a very thick impediment. He, yeah, but. yeah, he does. And, and like, so what Sidestepping Geography Guy does, first of all, he only walks, he only shuffles to the side. He can't walk straight. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe maybe you might think that that's due to a mental disorder. It's a choice that he made that he only shuffles sideways. That's it's the most efficient so way. So he's walk. comfortable. Yeah, that's what he does. And he's very flat-footed, so he just kind of slides to the left or the right. Um, and he likes to interject with geography facts, like for example, "Hey, excuse me, hello, hey, hello, hello, sir," and he gets real close up to you, like, "Hello, hello, <laughs> hello, sir." Did you know that, that, that France used to be called Gaul? He'll often attack when he's finished talking. <laughs> That's new. Oh, yeah, it is new. Also, uh, I love the France Gaul fact as your go to fact. It is. Because I love You know why? Because yeah. I like saying Gaul. <laughs> Gaul. Gaul. France is Gaul. Um, I don't know. I think that those are the major ones. We've talked about, like, have oh, you... remember Mutton Chops? We are going to start, like, a media channel. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever uh, spoken about Crunchwrap Night? Oh, God, no. So I think we're going to cut this into two podcasts. So Definitely. here's what we're going to do. And I don't know why I'm saying this now. This doesn't belong here because this would be part two. But I think after the... Well, you'll put a cut in there. Yeah, I think after the um, Reddit discussion... I'm going to chop it, and the rest of it is going to be okay. part two. But anyway, uh, Crunchwrap Night, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I forgot all about it. 
Um, was that the night? Can that... we talk about like the yes. 100% accurate origins when yeah. we went on OKCupid okay, and stuff? Yes. And like why we went on there? Yeah. We can talk about it. It's fine. But I mean, cool uh, do, and... do we have to? All right. How about this? We can describe him. All right. Let's keep his name out of it. All right. Um, was that the night that Leah soaked pineapples in vodka? My parents did. Okay. And we were wasted. Correct? Trash. That was the funniest night of my life. <laughs> I'm not even, no, like, I'm not even exaggerating. That was the, the, the hardest thing, I've though, ever laughed in my entire is life. The pineapples came towards the end. Did they? They were like three quarters of the way. Okay, so all so we were was already organic. on a roll, and then the pineapple. Did I spill wine all over myself? When when don't you spill wine over? All right, yourself? so every year on August twenty third, I that's the day for three consecutive years, unintentionally, I ended up sometimes crying, <laughs> sometimes just being okay. You guys, you guys have a, a, a saying that sometimes pisses me off if you say it at the wrong time. Dean doing Dean things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, New Year's Eve at Anthony's house when I thought it'd be a. G- so first of all, I was trying to date this girl who was a, is literally a doctor. Uh, please, uh, it's doctor. Yes, that's a callback. I learned that from you. <laughs> You're learning podcast, say spectacular podcast skills, Connor. Um, so there's this girl who's a doctor and I was trying to like I remember her. her now yeah yeah and I, it was going really well and I'm pretty sure this ruined it um, <laughs> I'm not kidding so <laughs> we're at Anthony's and I was wasted and it was I think it was right after it was 2015 going into 2016 I think and at midnight I decided that I was going to scream on the top of my lungs on Facebook live happy new year everybody to the point where my voice like curdled and then take a bear can and smash it into my forehead. Um, and that doesn't sound bad, but remember, do you remember how I said Happy New Year, everybody? And I, like, it was absolutely obnoxious. And then no, that, I just remember you smashing the beer can into your head a new, like, way too many times. Yeah, I had, oh, that's right, I did it like five or six times. Yeah. And I was, I was bad, I was bruised. I had a beer-shaped can, I a beer-can-shaped bruise. Didn't you? Yeah, it was bad. The next day I woke up, I had a circle on my forehead. Um, but anyway, I'm pretty sure sh- that that sat on Facebook for about 12 hours before I deleted it because I didn't real I didn't remember it the next morning. Um, and she never talked to me again. That's uh, yeah. That's uh, that's why the cookie. It's very us. very uncouth. You're not gonna get a lot of doctors behind no, like that. No. But anyway, no. you say I, I'm Dean doing Dean things. Another Dean thing that I used to do is I used to, oh God, the flowers. Bad idea, bro. All right, so I was dating a girl. It ended. It was never really good a good thing to begin with. She didn't want anything to do with me when it ended. Um, Prima <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> That's one of the... Uh, when I, we can't. We'll be, we can sit there and tell stories all fucking night, dude. Um, well, just explain what I meant by that. All right, that. so Prima Nocta is the... It's from Braveheart, and it's essentially the king, right? Uh, the Lord of the Land. It was. It's the Lord never the been land. proven historically accurate. Fine. Anyway, prima nocta means first night, and yeah. essentially the Lord of the Land would bless a marriage by basically by taking with the, the wife. Yeah. Yes. So when I first started dating this person, and we made it quote unquote Facebook official, Connor it, comments, 
with Primanocta. In my defense, you know, it was during a time where I was quoting that movie a lot. Okay, fine. That's not a defense. Were you fucking mind? How is that a defense? Because it's funny. Okay, still not a defense. She's not the type at all. She did not find this funny. She was horrified. Does she? Does she think I'm a fucking baron and I'm gonna bless your union? She just didn't find the notion of you having sex with her funny. That's not, Listen, I I thought it was funny. I was horrified, but I, I, if it was anyone else. It would have been funny. I mean, yeah, looking back, it's a dumb joke. But at the time, Listen, I'm not I thought Braveheart scenes telling you, were hilarious. I'm just, I'm not giving you shit. I'm just telling you that it, it didn't come off as funny. Yeah. A joke to that her. lands flat. All right, not a funny joke, but you don't go. <laughs> I never. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I get know. over yourself. It's a bad joke. Well, this ties into her attitude in general. I mean, yeah. It's just the kind of person she was. So anyway, when it ended, it should have ended. And it was right that it ended. I had a hard time because the sex was so good. Jesus, sorry. Gonna have to add that out. No, I'll keep it in. But the truth is that that was that's why we were together. That's it. And that's why I said Pima Nocta. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> any, no, it's not. Anyway, um, so when it ended, I was having a hard time with it. I reached out to her a couple times when I shouldn't have. And then one day, I got drunk and I had the brilliant idea to order flowers and have them sent to her work. And... Anthony, who's such a soft-spoken... Anthony only really says things when they need to be said. Like, he's not he's like... Very stoic. He's very stoic. He's very he's, stoic. When he talks, he's, you listen. He's proud to a fault. Y- yeah. Uh, and he was on his computer. He's his one room. of those guys where, like, every word has meaning because he doesn't say frivolous things. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if it's a serious subject, he, he doesn't just... Blurt out stuff. Yeah. He, Anthony puts a lot of thought into what yeah. he says. So Anthony's sitting at his computer with his back to me. And I said, I ordered flowers for her. And Anthony turns uh, there, around. There, there was a pause. There was a pause. But two whole, seconds. There was a pause because all the air came out of the room. Yeah. And like everyone except me d- didn't understand why this was a horrible thing to do. Then there was a chair crack. <laughs> and he slowly turns around and looks right at Dean and goes, Bad idea, bro. And then how did I react? You went, what? What do you mean? And he was like, bad idea, bro. How did I react for the rest of the night? You would not let it rest. I was inconsolable. Wasted. Covered in wine. <laughs> you spilled it on yourself and you cried laughed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was sitting on the ground in Anthony's bedroom. Cry laughing, spilling wine all over myself. Um, and then a year later to the day, it happened again. It wasn't about her. I just got really drunk, spilled wine all over myself, put on a Los Pollos Locos uh, From robe. the Breaking Bad loot from box the bre- I got. Yep. Put that on, drove home, got pulled over. Cop asked me why I had an apron on. I told him it was because I spilled wine all over my shirt. And he let me go. <laughs> well, to be fair, you just said I spilled wine. You didn't say, you know. Do you remember the third time? One year later, it happened again. No, it it couldn't have been. I think it was two thousand four. It was two thousand fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. It, in twenty sixteen, it happened again, and I remember. I think I have these backwards. I think in twenty fifteen, in twenty sixteen was the Los Pollos Loco loco thing. Yeah. In twenty fifteen, I ended up making this girl Uber <laughs> to your house. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, but I don't remember it as wine. I just remember the time you had a girl Uber to my no, house. No, I had wine all over my shirt. 
because I remember I remember that because I had a, before she got there, I went into my car, and I pulled out this long sleeve Patriot shirt that was like two sizes too small, and I put that on instead. And the sleeves were long sleeve, but they only covered half my forearm. It's my baseball shirt. Yeah, yeah. So I like I. That's what I drove home with her in. How'd that go? It went how you think it went. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Cam, my old roommate, made it real fun for me, too. When he, I'm not going to, never mind, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, this all leads back to the Crunchwrap night, which is the best night we've ever had as mm-hmm. a friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it start- and, and feel free to, like, correct me on the timeline here. We have a friend who has had some trouble dating mm-hmm. in his life. He has um, good guy, good guy, great guy, awesome dude. Love him to death. He's like he's like a, bro- like a brother to me, or a stepson, <laughs> if you will. Um, he has an OKCupid account. Now, none of us should know this. We had to find it. We man. found it. We found it. And who do you think tracked it down? Connor Darty. That's right. <laughs> I'm the, the, the legend. NSA. The legend himself. Prism over here, fucking. <laughs> um, it was as you'd expect it to be. I don't remember the details of his account. Uh, I, I remember he yeah. said he like was like a musician or something. He like he played, played guitar, pool, pool. He liked to, now he never played pool. I think he played once. He played pool once, and I think you were there. I think me and you were both there, and it was unreal. What like it was like he was like he was trying to catch a fish with a pitchfork. <laughs> That's how he was playing for pool, basically. Um, I mean, I get it. You got you got to fluff it up. You got to, you know. You gotta put your best self out there. Yeah, I I get it. I mean, listen, we've all expanded on the truth a mm-hmm. little bit on mm-hmm. dating profiles. Maybe not you. You just took a lot of Ambien and fucked everyone that walked by you. Uh, Ativan. Excuse me, Ativan. <laughs> Ambien would have been a lot worse. <laughs> um. So we found his account, and we thought it'd be funny to set up an OK Cupid and send him messages from it, and the picture we chose was of this red-headed woman who weighed at least 700 pounds wearing lingerie. Yeah, like a little teddy, like a lace teddy. Yeah, I don't know what teddy is. Like lingerie. How do you know the terminology of these things? Because I'm a pervert. Oh. Anyway, she was wearing a teddy, and it didn't cover much. Her no. stomach was hanging over like her knees, and uh, she was standing in front of a fireplace, I believe. <laughs> now... We named. Do you remember her name? Carmen San Diego. Yeah, yeah Carmen San Diego. So we that's, created... that's key to the story. <laughs> Is it? I don't, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I have the we, conversation. Because we get to the point. Uh, we get to a point where we start calling people gumshoe. All right, we'll get there. I, I might need you to like. All right. Because I think the memories get a little blurry for me. Um, so we set up this account named Carmen San Diego. I remember my favorite part of the profile was one of the questions I like a cupid was, on a Friday night you can find me. Dot, dot, dot. And I wrote, hooked up to a CPAP machine. <laughs> Which is, to this day, one of my favorite jokes. Uh, we sent Greg a message. Uh, anyone out there with sleep apnea. Okay. And it's, it's no laughing matter. It is. But we were trying to make this as obviously a fake profile yeah. as possible. I think we had. A I debate. think the theory, we did. We had a debate of like whether or not men like because like basically the point of this was like men. Because there was a crazy. bunch of people at my house. Yeah, it was like the like a full out pool party. Yeah, and I think we we're talking about like whether or not men were perverted enough to like 
interact. They don't even fucking read the profile. In a sexual way. Yeah, exactly. They just like get a message that's sexually provocative and they just go with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you said you were good at hand jobs. Spoiler alert. We were correct. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got got scared for a second. (laughs) And that's something really happened. So you're going to have to fill me out on some of the details because here's what I remember. Okay. We said we gave really good hand jobs. We got a bunch of messages Primarily from people of the African American persuasion. Don't yep. know why that is. A lot, a lot of African men a lot of and a lot of Persian men. Yes, and a lot. Oh yeah, that's right. A lot of Persian men. Uh, the general theme of the messages were, "How deep's that puss?" <laughs> or is that puss as fat or something like things along those yeah. lines? Yeah, they were. They were definitely into the BBWs. Yeah, and they were definitely not shy about it. No, um, they wanted to. Plumb the depths of that puss. <laughs> they sure did. So what I remember is we got to a point where we were asking men to go to Taco Bell. Yeah, because taking a cue from Chris Hansen's To Catch a Predator. First of all, our friend never answered. I don't think he ever answered this. No, account. because he's not Cause an he's, idiot. Yeah, because he, he saw it and was immediately disgusted. <laughs> like a normal human being. Yeah, like someone should be. Um... um yeah, taking a page from To Catch a Predator, we started, because we were getting so many messages that we figured, let's fuck with them. So they would um, ask these, you know, the perverts <laughs> to like bring stuff with them to prove intent. In, ca- in To Catch a Predator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they tell them to bring, like, cookies or something like yeah, that, Yeah, it's right? usually food. Yeah. And... Which is really what an 11-year-old would ask for. Bake me cookies. Mm-hmm. I don't... Big Mac. Um... <laughs> And also, like, it would be anal lube and condoms because, you know, I was just here to warn her. Anyway. Bare necessities. Uh, so we're like, let's just make them do shit, you know? Yeah, we're like, let's let's make this, like, earn it style to because, catch a predator Because it wasn't like, hey, Carmen, I'm really interested in getting to know Carmen. you. Carmen. It was always like, suck my dick, how big is that puss? You know? It was always like, fuck you, dude. That's not how you do it. So we started saying, like, you know... Oh, bring me a crunch wrap. I'll do anything. Yeah. I'll and do then, anything for a couple of soft tacos. And they would still play along. Yeah. And then we that's when the gumshoe thing came Yeah, because right? like, right, let's make it obvious it's fake. Let's not, let's not really Cause, like, like we hammering. Didn't want, we didn't want this to turn into like a situation where like we we're actually having people do things. Well, no, it did turn into that. Well, I know that, <laughs> but it, it turned into that because it was impossible to stop them. <laughs> Well, you paid for for like five bucks for like your the profile to show up for like an hour. Yeah, that's right. I, I boosted the profile, so we got like a hundred messages. We got remember we getting so many messages we couldn't fucking keep up with it. No, it was, there was like too many people to respond to. Think about this: a six hundred pound woman whose profile is so over the top ridiculous, like talking about like my favorite thing to do is give sloppy hand jobs. Like and see Pat machines. See, it's literally that ridiculous. And something. And her name is Carmen San Diego. Well, I mean, it could have been you know a handle. You know, not everyone uses their real name. No, her name was Carmen San Diego. Yeah, but that was, I thought it was just a profile name. No, I think you had to put like yeah, at you least your name, your name, first name. Huh. Well, anyway, so we're like, okay, let's re- let's really hammer home the whole Carmen San Diego thing. So. I, Start calling in. Start calling. Start calling them gumshoe, <laughs> and and whatever they say, just talk about how the Statue of Liberty has been stolen. 
<laughs> oh, that's and right. various world relics that's have the... gone missing. I forgot all about that. And Gumshoe, the Statue of Liberty is missing. I need a cruncher. And they didn't give a shit. They were literally like, oh, yeah, baby. They, I'll find your Statue of Liberty. Oh, you got some weird dirty talk, but I'm into it. He literally, like, honestly, that's pretty much what the sentiment was. It was like, this is weird, but I'll take it, baby. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. The, the Liberty Bell, yeah, yeah. I'll deep that puss. So, what I remember is we were sending now, people to a defunct motel. Well, huh. Then, then we started <laughs> drinking booze a lot more. Yeah. Then the pineapples came out. Pineapples. The pineapples. And then we really started getting drunk. Pineapples. And that's when I had the idea of let's send them to the carriage house. A hotel I thought was still in operation, but really was closed. Well, let, let, me, let me add here. I'm really the only one in our group who drinks. And Mike, too. But he's never. I, I get sick now. Like I, I mean, I'm like, an old man. Not to say that I'm like an alcohol, I'll fucking alcoholic. But like when we get together, you'll have like a cider or two. Anthony might have a drink. You'll indulge from time to time. Yeah. Um, I usually will have a few and like get a buzz. This night, <laughs> you said you were gonna get a boner. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they go hand in hand. And then you I, see me and my beans. You do. They go hand in hand, and then they go hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. So, I don't know why I have this thing about slapping your stomach when I'm making jokes. Because it's pudgy. I love I'm it. I'm a f- fat old man. You're beautiful. Stop it. You have a lot of good qualities. I'm not, all right. Continue. Um, so, anyway, th- the reason I bring that up is because this night, we got, all of us were wasted. And, like, that never ha- I've never seen, to the, I, I lived with Anthony after this for, like, a year and a half. So, I, there were definitely nights where, like, Anthony could drink a whole bottle of whiskey and still be coherent. And he's a very large man. He's very, ho- yeah, he's an imposing dude. Yeah. And uh, he's a fun drunk. And if he's listening, he's my secret answer to all my secret questions. Yeah, he's not my. Greg's mostly mine. Well, he's just Jepson. Yeah, well, now we just gave away who we were talking about the whole time. I am. Fuck it. Uh, let's clap. You can cut it out. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, so... That's how they do it, by the way. When, Is it? When they need to, like, find marks. Oh, see, i got to gotta figure out how to mark class. Ah, oh, that's a good idea. And they look for the big spike. Yeah. So, okay, a- Anthony can drink because he's so big. Like, yeah. we've had nights where he drank a whole bottle of whiskey, and, like, it would just be us. There was one time he went to high-five me on the couch. He was playing Rocket League, and he missed and fell off the couch, and he was on face down on the floor, <laughs> couldn't get up, and just laughing into the rug. Like, that's Anthony when he's drinking. So this night, we were wasted. We had all these pineapples that were soaked in vodka for a long like for a long time. They were, it was, was a frozen, lot. I think? It was a lot of vodka. Um, so the drunker we got, the more ridiculous this Carmen San Diego thing got. And you had the idea to send people to the Carriage House Motel. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was still operating. And if you're in the area and you're familiar, the Carriage House Motel used to be on Route 1 South in what, Peabody or Danvers? Right near the town line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And, uh, wait. Am I right? Town line bowling? Yeah. Am I right or am I wrong? I thought it was further up the highway. Maybe I'm getting confused. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was all it the heart shaped hotel. It, was, it had like the heart shaped tub on the sign. Oh. I thought it did. That's Mario's. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Point being, Carriage House Motel was not open, did not exist. It was just an empty parking lot. Um, it was defunct. It was defunct, if you will, yes. So we were telling men to get Taco Bell. Crunchwrap Supremes. Crunchwrap Supremes and go to the Carriage House Motel. And we were genuinely following through with this. 
Like we were actually. We wanted to go and watch, and we were too drunk to do it. Yeah. Um, but I'll bet you that night there was no joke. At a least dozen, three cars in that part. Maybe as many as a dozen people. Do you think they ran into each other? Do you think they what you, fought? What are you doing? What we got? What's that Taco Bell for? Imagine t- like a dozen people showing up to this empty parking lot with an old rundown motel that's no longer open, holding Taco Bell bags. I can imagine looking one guy. for a six hundred pound fucking woman named Carmen San Diego. I can imagine one guy with a mining hat. And one guy. Shit. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Podcast whoa, Supreme. Whoa, whoa. I smacked the thing. Uh, I can imagine one guy with a mining hat seeing another guy and going, uh, well, no, hold on. Fuck. Uh, well, I uh, reset the joke. Smacking that <laughs> thing. Smacking that thing where they fucked me up. I can see a guy showing up with a mining hat and another guy going, hey, what's that mining hat for? And him going, I'm going to find out how deep that's... <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to find out Fuck. how deep that pussy is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can't say it without laughing. <laughs> Who says that? Uh, and that was like, we're not making this up. No. Those are legitimately the messages we got. So good. Something like, some of them would be like, you know, what about blowjobs? I mean, you would be like, no, just hand jobs. I yeah, know, I, I only give hand jobs. Come on, baby. I can't breathe through my nose. So I only give hand jobs. <laughs> Oh man. Um what else? What story wise? Do you want to talk about the summer, Connor? Sure. Do you? Are you okay I mean it's kinda of long. Well Yeah, I figure we get if we if we're gonna split it into two episodes, you should go for like another fifteen, twenty minutes. Mm, I don't know if that's long enough. I can do I can do my dad's story. Well, no, well wait, don't don't feel like pressure to fit in that timeline. It doesn't really matter. Alright. I mean, if we have three hours of content, that's fine for two episodes. Alright. Um, Editing this is going to be fun. Wait, you got to look for that clap. It's going to take me 400 years to edit this episode. Just look for that clap. No, I have to edit a lot. Why? I have to edit out me telling you just now about how long the podcast should be. Fuck. And I have to edit in your little gavel sound. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. All right, so start with the dad story. All right. So Jack Doherty has a one of the best names. Mm. Jack Doherty. There isn't there isn't that the guy from CSI or something? Uh, Jack Doherty's a famous person. I thought Jack Doherty was a famous character from a crime like show. They might sound similar, but I don't think it's the same. Let's Google Jack Doherty. No, maybe not. All right. Anyway, so go ahead. Tell the. Uh, this is my favorite Jack Doherty story. <laughs> All right. So, uh, my parents bought a car the first time they ever bought a brand new car from my mother. This was like two thousand two, maybe. No. Probably two thousand. Okay. Uh, it's a Mazda tribute. A Mazda. Mazda Tribute. That was the uh, successor to the Mazda 626, I believe, wasn't it? I don't know. Anyway, Mazdas. It's a little little SUV. Oh, that's right. Okay. And um, it's front-wheel drive. Easily, you know. easily a $14,000 car. No, a little bit more than that. Fourteen five. Uh, you play your cards right. We're getting off track here. <laughs> uh, 
But brake dust would accumulate on the front wheels really bad. And it used to drive my father nuts because I guess he cared about the way the wheels were looked. So around Thanksgiving so time... So remove the brakes. <laughs> I'll do it by hand. So around Thanksgiving time, he takes the car up to the uh, fire station because he's, he's a fireman. Well, was. Uh, to wash it. And like he kind of does like a half-assed job. You know, he gets a scrub brush on the stick, kind of scrubs the wheel a little bit. Yeah, fuck it. Goes home. So, like, they're, like, half clean. So there's all, like, brush marks on the wheels. This is important. He parks in front of the house. The next day is Thanksgiving. It's the first time my family's hosted Thanksgiving in, like, a decade. So everyone's coming over. To, it hasn't really quite started yet. And there's a commotion outside. And my mom is like, what's going on out there? My dad says, I don't know, I'll, I'll go check. So he goes outside, and our next-door neighbor, his car has been sideswiped, like fucking ravaged. And he's talking to the police. And my father comes over and says, hey, what's going on? And uh, the kid, the next-door neighbor, he's like 20, said, like, uh, you hit my car. My dad goes, I did? <laughs> Why, wait, wait. What made him blame him, of all people? Because the kid's an idiot. So he's just the first guy he saw that walked out of a home on the street? <laughs> you, it's just you. Might as well have been. Uh, so my dad goes, I did? When? I didn't hit anybody. I can't wait. To, I, I'm so eager to hear how the brush marks are relevant to this story. So my dad, my dad thinks, all right, maybe I did. I don't remember. Let me go look at the damage. Also, not the best answer. What? Like, why would you immediately, like, open the door to you being guilty? He knew he didn't do it. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe there was. Yeah, who knows? Well, you know? Who knows? Okay. If you, if, the kid is if, so If adamant. you don't remember doing, like, if you're your dad and you're like, maybe I did. He, like, how do you was, maybe Yeah, but think I think he was might... thinking there was, like, a scrape. He couldn't see the side of the car. Oh, all right. Then he, okay. then he goes around, and it's trash. <laughs> and he goes, do you think I did this and didn't know about it? Like, <laughs> And then parked my car yeah. on the same street and just went in the house? He goes, have you seen my car? And it's the brand new SUV. And the cop lifts his sunglasses and he goes, is that a Mazda Tribune? <laughs> well, the thing is, the, the kid's car was like a sedan, and my mom's car was a little bit taller. Right? So there was no way... This car hit that car. Yeah. But the brush marks. Right? Because he's only scraped off a little bit. The cop comes over and he goes, I don't know. Look at those wheels. Those look like transfer marks to me. So when you say brush marks, I, I was thinking like soft car wash brush. You're talking like wire brush? No, no. Like it, it was like dirt. Like there's brake dust on the wheels. And it was right? just like he would wash it with a washing brush. Yeah, he had like a soapy brush and okay. just gave up because transfer marks. So what kind of cop is this? So my dad looks at him, he goes, You you think that's from that? He goes, Could be. And he goes, My dad goes Was this Officer George Rotundo that showed up on the scene? <laughs> and my dad goes, My wheels come up to here and all his damage is up there. Did I come in on two wheels? <laughs> Cop goes, I don't like your attitude. Now, remember, my dad's a fireman. Like, he works with policemen. Well, your dad is also very direct. 
Yeah, he's Again, very sarcastic. Another guy who only speaks when it's meaningful, pretty he, much. Yeah, in he, my experience, and he doesn't like know it all cops. He doesn't like bullshit because um, a lot of times cops. Jack Doherty's a no bullshit, no nonsense <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> a lot of times cops get in the way of firemen doing their jobs, and they're too like proud to listen to the experts. So he has no tolerance for them fucking around. I burned through that. You did. Concerningly fast. You did. I'm just thirsty. Yeah, wet that whistle. I'm, I'm literally just thirsty, and this was like the first thing I grabbed. Um, it's booze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my dad kind of gives the cop some back talk. And the cop goes, where's your license? <laughs> and then drops. No, 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 no. Is this no, not no, the time no, yet? No. Oh, it's the best line. Where's your license? And my dad, you know, he hasn't liked know-it-all cops, but he's not, uh, like, an asshole. He stops and thinks, and, well, it must be in the house. He goes, I must be in the house. Let me go get it. So he goes in the house, gets his license, and realizes it's it's uh, expired. You know, because everyone forgets their license expires. Yeah. So he realizes it's expired, so he doesn't want to give it to him. I've been arrested for that. So was the only so time Anthony I got arrested. Has. Yeah. So... He realizes he doesn't. He's not going to give this guy a license, so he goes back out and he says, "Like oh, I can't find it." And the cop goes, "Well, I I want to see your license." <laughs> he goes, "Why? You going to arrest me for watching TV without a license?" Because <laughs> I'm not driving a car right now. Uh, it's it's just such a Jack Doherty thing to say. You going to arrest me for watching TV without a license? <laughs> That would be another good name for a podcast, watching TV without a license. Reminds me of another uh, Jack Darty story. Um, so the cop kind of like leaves in a huff. And later on, my father talked to some people and they're like, oh, that guy's a jerk. Don't worry about it. But another time, I'm with my dad. We're going to the bookstore to pick up some books because we like to read. That's what you'd buy at a bookstore, yeah. And... Uh, you gotta remember. You gotta understand. Like, my does, fa- does my your dad like newfangled Kindles? No, my dad doesn't either. Really no, has a problem. He, want, he wants to hold a book while he shits. But it's way too. They're way, way, way too upset about the thought of a physical book going away. It's like, what difference does it fucking? My dad's like, fucking. Everyone just reads books on their fucking phones. Like, what happened to going to the library and holding a book? It's like, I don't know, technology happened. Anyway, continue. So you have to understand that, like, my father and I are too much alike. That's surprising. I don't know your dad all that well. I did when we were younger, which he was is kind, funny because you didn't know me, apparently. He was kind of a fuck-up. Like, well, your dad like coached the Brewers, correct? Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of him and me, you know? Wow, you just called you a fuck up. He's a goddamn fireman. Was he like a lieutenant? I said when he was younger. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, he freely admits it. There's still time for you. Um, but he's a good guy. I mean, sure, he pisses me off all the time, but he's a good guy. So, like, it's rare that we're out together alone, right? So, does he go out with Colin? Yeah. <laughs> Colin's Colin's Connor's better brother. Well, they just get Colin's along a better. Successful they one. just get along better. <laughs> money, um, money helps. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So you're out at a bookstore with I'm, your father. I'm, just cr- I'm sorry. I'm crying. <laughs> I want to um, be like Colin. So we're we're on the highway. Does we're he on. ever accidentally call you Colin? 
Oh, they all do, but that's just because our names sound similar. How hard? How hard is the disappointment when he realizes you're not calling? Does his, does he just start crying? <laughs> anyway, so you're at the bookstore. Yeah. Well, we're not we're not there. Well, yeah, we go. We buy our <laughs> shit, whatever, and we're getting back on the highway. And there's this guy driving in the breakdown lane, and he starts to speed up when my dad's coming out. And just like I like to do on the on-ramp, when I see someone trying to cheat, I block him. My dad's the same way. So he says, fuck him, I'm coming out. So a dickhead. What? That That's the word for it. What? You and your dad blocking people on the highway. You're, you're, you're cheating. I would do the same thing. I'm just saying. So uh, we block the guy. <laughs> cheating. Yeah, well, you're fucking driving in the breakdown lane. Who the fuck are you? Hey, what are you you're violating the rules of this game called life? Yeah. You can't just pull down the console and write breakdown hack on. Um, and the guy flips out, right? <laughs> flips the fuck out. He's driving by us, staring at us, yelling things at us, but we can't hear him because the windows are up. And my dad's like, get a load of this fucking guy. Like, what a fucking clown, right? <laughs> so he goes, hey, watch this. So the guy's still yelling at my dad. My dad looks at him and, and no one's going to be able to see it, but Dean will describe it. Uh, so put your thumb up to your nose. Yeah. Wiggle your, wiggle fingers. your fingers and stick your tongue out. Yeah. Like, like he's a fucking Italian clown I can't from 1856. That's my dad's and then, he, and then he pulled 16 feet of scarves out from his yeah, shirt like, sleeve. Like, my dad knows how to piss people off. I can't, and I cannot picture your father ever doing that. He loves getting people's minds. But that is something I could never... Every conversation I've had with your dad has been, all the Red Sox doing. Good. They winning? Yeah. Price sucks. And then... Okay. Good seeing you, Jack. You too. <laughs> and then occasionally a good dad joke. Yeah, every now and then he'll come out and like drop, he'll just drop a bomb and then walk back into the house. So he loves mind games, so he knows doing that finger wag tongue thing is going to really piss this guy off, right? And it does. He chases up, chases us up the on-ramp near uh, Kelly's, and he fucking passes us on the left, and then... Like on the ramp? Yeah. Jay turns and blocks both lanes of traffic. Holy right? shit. He's in a pickup truck. Right, so now my dad's like, all right, this is serious now. Oh, my God, The man. guy gets out, starts like... Hold on a second. So you're on the... Barnes & Noble, I'm assuming, is where you are. Yeah, we were leaving there. So you left Barnes & Noble. You got off at the Fells. You were going around the ramp, This, which is one yeah, lane. Yeah, like the Target, the Kelly's. Yeah. yeah, so one lane. Yeah. He passes you and then turns like his car horizontally brakes, yeah. so he's blocking yeah. the road. Yeah. And there's presumably cars piling up behind yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Because this out. is a highway, by the way. Yeah. Coming off of a highway. Yeah. And he gets out of his car, and he's, like, saying, like, you motherfucker, blah, blah, like, typical road rage shit, right? And my dad, like a fucking Jedi, just reaches back into the back seat and manifests a baseball bat. I don't know where it came from to this <laughs> he day. He literally just, like, it wished it. Yeah. It, just, <laughs> it apparated. <laughs> it's in his hands, right? But he's keeping it low because he's tactical. Right? I like it. You never he, want to show your hand. You know? Well, because the guy grabs a golf club. I can't believe truck. I never heard this story. This is fucking insane. Told you this. I've never heard the story before. So my dad half steps out of the car. Right? He keeps the baseball bat in the car out of sight. Jack Dory. Right? And the guy's just like, motherfucker, you cut me off. And then my dad said, 
get back in your fucking car. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm fucking pumped. This is such a, like, guy named Jack Doherty thing to do. Because I'm pumped. <laughs> my, my dad is a crisis expert. <laughs> I've never seen someone stay so calm in high-stress environments. doesn't surprise me one bit. Right? So... Get back in your fucking car. Right? The guy still keeps coming, right? And but he's coming towards my side. And now my dad's like, "Get back in your fucking car. There's gonna be trouble." Right? The guy's like, "All right, there's gonna be trouble, huh? Well, I'll call the police, huh?" And my dad goes, "Yeah, call the police. I'll tell you how you block traffic." <laughs> You're sideways yeah. on an off ramp in a pickup truck holding a golf club. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love to hear this story. Call him, right? And the guy. Steps forward again. My dad's like, if you don't get back in your fucking truck, <laughs> you're going to be sorry. Right? I don't think this guy knows the baseball bat well, Apparently is not. So wait, is he holding the golf club like aggressively? He's like pointing with it. You know, All but right. he's got a golf club in his hands, right? What would win? Probably the baseball bat. The club handle would bend. Yeah, after a while. Probably immediately. I mean, you Unless could, it was a direct hit. Just throw the baseball bat at the guy. He gets distracted. You run out and tackle him. Yeah, hit him with his own golf club. Or he'd swing the golf club and you block it with the bat and it bends. Put a golf club on the tip of his nose and hit it off. <laughs> so he, the guy's still walking towards us. And so now my dad steps fully out with the bat. And says, if you don't get back in that truck, I'm telling you, you're going to be sorry. Right, so now everyone's, because there's a fucking backup of traffic. Well, yeah. Everyone's watching. There would be. And the guy kind of realizes, oh, shit. Because, like, this is a busy area. Yeah. Like, there's no shortage of people. The guy realizes, oh, people are probably calling the cops because I've I've blocked traffic. Not to mention Route 1 is probably backed up also because Mm -hmm. of you people at Mm -hmm. this point. So he retreats and gets back in his truck and leaves. Thing is, he's he's going the same way we're going, right? How long ago was this? (sighs) Was your dad, like, retired or was he still... Um, I think right before we got retired. Okay. So he was still, like, young enough that, like... Because, like, now... I feel like if my dad did this... Like, my dad's very aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of guy. My dad... I don't want to say this. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say it. Because, like, it, it's... It, do I, it'll do, upset do I got to clap? No, it'll... it'll I'm not going to say, like, what I was going to say. But, like, my dad doesn't shy away from confrontation when necessary put it that way he's a little bulldog yeah back then when he was like younger it bought it was like you know sometimes it was like a lot but it never really like worried me now mm-hmm. at 67 like he might bite off more than you can get you I, I think he'd have a heart attack and die mm. so like i you know it hasn't to his credit it's been a long time since he's been that way um or that he's been in a position to be that way but like Back then, it was like, it's just my dad. Like, he's, that's how he is. He, he's not going to take shit. He'll fucking kill you. Like, ex-Marine, he'll get in your face. He has no problem doing it. Um, but it's just, it's different now. Like, now I would be like, you're going to you're gonna really regret this. Like, you're going to lose. Like, you're going to hurt yourself by doing this. Mm. Like, that's why I ask. Because, like, your dad's similar in age. Uh, 1948. Oh, wow, I was older. Okay, so you're, wow, really? You're not 70? Yeah. Yeah. In October. Nope. It's 2019. That's right. That's right. Yep. Damn. Okay, so whatever. But uh, point being, like, 
that's a lot for like an older person to handle. Yeah, this is this is probably like if my like, dad did that now and that happened to my father now at age sixty seven, I'd be dragging him back into the car. This is probably <laughs> like mid two thousands. Okay. Wow. But like you know So you went the same way? Yeah, we had to clip the same way down Route One yeah. back home. And uh we see the truck and my dad says, Hey, let's both do it. So we pull up next oh to the guy. Oh my god, no fucking And we both way. do the figure thing at the guy, and my dad speeds off. The, fr- the, the only fucking time, the only time balls, I've ever seen my dad Connor. speed. Balls. What did the guy do? He fucking honked his horn and didn't do shit. What, did, was he amused? I feel like at that point, if you're a normal, well-adjusted person and not a psychopath, which he sounds like he might have been, you have to laugh. Well, I think he was smart enough to realize that his golf club was not going to beat a baseball bat. But still, like, how do you not laugh at that? I did. I would. I would have been fucking dying. That is awesome. Um, I mean, you're you're free to talk Summer Connor if you want. Can I just say what Summer Connor is? Sure. All right. So Connor, it's from well, it's based off Seinfeld, Summer of George, because I'm um, basically George Costanza. See, I don't watch Seinfeld because it sucks. It's it's fantastic. It's the worst show ever made. It's the most. Not the worst. That's harsh. It's not the worst show ever. The first not even couple of seasons are kind of lame. No, it's the most the overrated show ever. I don't know. It's the most overrated show ever. I don't find it funny. And like, I feel Friends like, is overrated. Well, yeah, I would I would agree. But I feel like for the same reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I feel like there's not a whole lot of difference in in terms of style of comedy between the two shows. No, there is. Uh, and it's weird because you and I... You and I have such many, a similar sense of humor that I feel like I need to watch Seinfeld. How many episodes have you watched? I've I've never watched them. And from what seasons? Oh, well, wait. So I've never watched them continuously. How many have I seen? A lot. I'd say at least a couple dozen. Hmm. Like enough that like I have an opinion about the show. I don't know. But you don't the find story it lines. humorous how like they talk about no. mundane shit, but they obsess over it like we do. I feel like it's contrived, and I think that's what bothers me. I feel like the reactions are overreactions, and they're well, obvious yeah. overreactions. It's a comedy show. Yeah, but it's like oh, well, so not genuine. Here's the thing. It starts out kind of lame. I'm glad, we're, I'm glad we're talking about it. Ever, I've always ragged on you about this, but we've never actually talked about it. The The middle seasons are better. Um, they're not too extreme. They're not too boring. And then like the later seasons are really goofy, but like I like that. How many seasons were there? A lot, right? Eight or nine, I think. I don't know. I just every time I've watched it, and maybe it's because my opinion of Jerry Seinfeld is so poor. I don't think he's well. Funny. He's the straight man in the show. Okay. I mean, they're all crooked, but even like Joe, he's like, the even straight. Kramer. It's like it's just it's so. It's mainly it's mainly quickly played out. But like, you know what I mean, like, it's, like, it's almost within right. one episode the jokes get stale. I can't like the whole. I can't think of the name because it's ridiculous but there's a character they do whenever they need to pretend to be like a rich person that sounds exactly like exactly like like fuck my mouth is dry it sounds exactly like what we would do like just make up a character okay let me ask you this if i were to literally start at the beginning and watch seinfeld do you think i would enjoy it you would have to really commit for the first like season or two because it's kind of dry well i could live with that and then like as it, as they put more time into it, it gets a little bit goofier, just enough in the middle seasons, and then towards the end, it's 
really goofy, but you find it funnier because you get those characters because you can be like, oh, that's like me. That's like, you know, Connor. That's like Anthony. So maybe I should give it another chance. I think you should. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to the summer of Connor. Mm-hmm. And I was I, we weren't friends back then. So me and you became, me and you started hanging out, I think, like 2009-ish. Is that? Well, Summer of Connor took place. Oh, seven. Oh, nine. All right, so it was the year after. No, wait. It was the year after. Yeah, oh, nine. Okay, so 2010 is when, like, me and you started hanging out. Yeah, because I was with Leah, right? Yeah, and I was with Megan. And I remember, I remember the day you and I became friends. It was at Greg's Barbecue. Do you remember that? And like we all felt like we were being held hostage in the backyard. Um, They're always memorable. And then w- there was another hostage situation where Greg ordered a pizza, <laughs> and me and Anthony escaped, and we left you and Leah there to eat one slice of pizza. <laughs> I felt compelled to. That was the um, Surviving Edge Weapons day when Greg mm-hmm. wanted to watch Surviving Edge Weapons. Side note: Did you know uh, Red Letter Media? Reviewed Surviving Edge oh, Weapons. We, I they have put to it in the Hall that. of Fame. You know, they watched the sequel. This is a sequel? Police Officer Hostage. That's a real sequel? Yeah. No fucking It's not way. as good, they say. I They say because there's too much story involved. Who's the guy in Red Alert Meteor that always sounds like he's drunk? Oh, Rich. Uh, not Rich. Uh, Mike. He's funny. Yeah. I really like I him think a he's, lot. I think he's always buzzed. Yeah. Well, he's always drinking. Beer. Yeah. Um... But anyway, Summer Connor, basically, Connor took a lot of drugs. Well, no. Well, legal drugs. Yeah. Ativan, specifically, mm-hmm. and drank quite a bit of alcohol. And you had a lot what of... What you're not supposed to do. Well, I take Ativan from time to time. Yeah, but I... No one, I didn't take... No one told me. I no took, one told me, don't take, like, seven of these, because you'll block out. Seven? I mean, I'm making that up. I could be five. Could be four. That's still a lot. Well, Fucking... I'm just having a good time. Were they the ones you put under your tongue until they dissolve? No, no. Oh, that's what I have. I only take them when I need them. No, I... We, everyone in America has fucking anxiety problems now. Mm-hmm. But, uh... So Connor used to get drunk, take out a van, have sex with girls. Well, Can you just tell one story from the summer, Connor? Uh, I'm going to give you two options. Because we, we have like ten minutes left, all right? There's two options for you. Either tell the story where you ended up in a closet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or... Tell the story when you ran into a door and knocked yourself unconscious. I'll do the door one. Is it okay? Is there more to that story than just you running, getting drunk, and in that ending that way? Uh, there's some stuff before that. All right, where I was really all right. drunk and it's kind of so. Funny. Basically, all of the best like <clears throat> Connor endeavors story come out of the summer of Connor. Well, I mean, because it's been I mean, you've been with Leo like what eight years, nine years now. How long have you been with Leo? Nine years. Ten years in October. Holy fucking Christ. That's right, ladies. I'm committed. Oh, yeah. Are you? I'm not sure. I got some weird habits with my collections, but... I mean... Ten-year relationship. It's hard to find a woman that would be okay with that. Leah's that woman. Yeah, because she understands. Leah's very pragmatic. They're my baseball cards. I know. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's. I had that thought. I want, dude, I, I was listening to that podcast in preparation for this, and I literally thought to myself, I should have said, this is like people who collect baseball cards. That would have kind of like put it into words the correct way. Anyway, yeah, tell the vomiting into a door story, and then we can call it a night. <laughs> All right. We never got to how we think we're going to die. 
No. Heart that, attack. That's a quick one. Heart attack. All, all I was saying was I always picture myself being killed by a man inevitably calling me a faggot. That's weird. What does that and even mean? And I don't mean? throw that word out lightly. Well, you don't mean it discriminately. You're just saying that that's how you think you're going to go. Yeah, because I but always why feel like Because I'm, I'm, I've been made fun of for like reading books. Like, just shit like that. Well, why would someone do that and then kill you? <laughs> I don't know. Because someone who would just yell that would probably kill me. All right. I'm going to have a heart attack in my sleep. It's well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's how I'm going to die. I'm just saying if I get murdered, it's going to be a, honestly, by a bigot. If I make it to 50, it's going to be a miracle. <laughs> my, my legs get really dry. I think I got the sugars. <laughs> what? My, my, the skin on my legs? The sugars. The sugars. <laughs> that's what, what my mom calls is, it. Is that? Diabetes. Is that a, a symptom? I think so. Because you get like bad circulation in your legs. Your legs get dry? Dry as fuck. Like, do they swell? Kinda. I'm like looking right through this pop filter. Pretty sure this is what my head's supposed to be. <laughs> All right, tell the one story from the summer Mercado then. All right, so well, here's is it Halloween. No. Oh. You kind of have to like preface what the summer of Connor. Like, well, why don't you? Do you have it? to explain what the spring of Connor was. I don't know. I wasn't around. Uh, my previous girlfriend dumped me. I got fired. I went through a bad time. Went to a mental hospital for two weeks. Had some goofs and gaffes well, there. I didn't want to bring that up. That's fine. I love talking about you it. You wrote a journal you should publish, by the way. No joke. We've talked about this. You should publish that fucking journal. You'd make millions. <laughs> you think someone you laugh. Be, you some, laugh. I'm dead fucking someone serious. Someone beat me to it. They made a fucking movie about it. And my story is way better. Okay. So make a better fucking movie about it. Uh, so that's where I got these so-called drugs. This story doesn't really involve that. It's not like illicit drugs. This is, I think this is like, before I went to the hospital. Connor's much too fat to do things like cocaine. Uh, you <laughs> So am I. Well, are you telling a joke? Well, nowadays. I don't know about 10 years ago. Uh, don't you remember that story? When they put when I went to the ER to get help? No. And they did all these tests? Nope. All right, we're not going to tell the drunk door story. We're going to tell the cocaine story. <laughs> Okay, I don't think I know this story. I am so excited right now. All right, so leading up to me going, uh, realizing that I needed some help, I needed a break, I was carrying around, like, a huge Wendy's cup of, uh, I think, root beer and rum. And uh, I was just drinking it, you know, because that's what you do when you just feel shitty. Root beer and rum, though. Jesus. Was that root beer or Dr. Pepper? I can't remember. But they blend really well, and you... Can't even taste it. I think it was Dr. Pepper. I feel Pepper. like Dr. Pepper can mask anything. I think it was Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember going with Anthony to Richardson's Ice Cream. It's like the batting cages around. I just felt really fucking shitty. Because, you know, you go on social media because you're like, what? I was 22, 23? Mm. And you just get f- fucking, you feel terrible about yourself because you're young and dumb and full of cum. Um, I sorry. That was unnecessary. <laughs> I just like that rhyme. Um, Doctor Seuss, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I I went home that night, and uh, I hurt myself because just just want to take a break from life permanently is the best way I can describe it. You just want to get away from it. I don't think that's how a break works. What I mean is like I didn't want to die, 
but like I want to like not live. Yeah, I know that feeling. You know what I mean? You want you just you just want to detach. Like you kind of just want to exit your current life, and you just want to have it be over with. Yeah, right. Uh, but then I was like, hey, I, I kind of want to see if people go to space. That was the thought that popped in my head. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm tearing at my wrist with a knife, and I'm like, fuck, I want to see if we go to space. What? So like I when s- you die? No, in the future. Like I'm saying, is I, hey, I feel shitty, but I don't want to actually die. Oh, I want to see what the future. I'm thinking is. you were like, I want to know. I, I I interpreted that as you saying like I want to trip balls and see. No, no. Okay. All right. So no. you're cutting at your wrists and yeah. having this thought with a, with a knife that are, wasn't are sharp you, enough. Are you in a mental hospital at this point? No, I'm in my room. Okay. And I realized, fuck, I need I need help. I need to I need a break. So I went into my mom's room and I was like, hey. You need to take me to the hospital. I need I need some help. So she's like, okay. Takes me to the ER. I say, why are you here for? And you're like, I, I hurt myself. Now, and, wait. Now, can I ask, like, was it bad enough that it was obvious that you were, like, doing something to yourself? Um, I had to get tetanus shots. So, so but were you, like, bleeding? I didn't need, like, stitches or anything. Like I said, it was too dull. All right. I was just fucking. But you were still like, I used like I, the knife was too dull, so I used like the saw attachment of like a Swiss Army knife. So I was just ripping it up. So you were bleeding. Yeah, but not terribly. Jesus Christ! But like, had a, if I had access to like a sharp knife, I could have, you know, because like I, not funny. No, I had no I, idea. I can laugh at it now. Oh yeah. Sure. I mean, and I'm, and if I'm, if I tell it in a funny way and you laugh, it's fine. Okay. Um, if you say so. Well, no, I. It, that's how I got help. Was I found f- the humor and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you need help, get help. Trust me. Well, yeah. If, you, no, if it feels really, like it's really no joke. Yeah. If you need to take a break, if it feels like you can't take things on, take a break. I mean, we're joking about it. Yeah. But because you're ten years removed from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's and I realize now, so many people would benefit from just going yeah. to a hospital for two weeks and not having to worry about And we're joking about it life. because that really is how you and I and I'm the same way in this sense I, that's how I handle adversity and like even like internal stuff like it's just humor mm. like I'll, I'll make a joke out of it even if it's not funny yeah, it's coping yeah yeah so you go to the hospital and you say like oh I've been hurting myself it sets in like a whole bunch of protocols and stuff you can't leave they won't yeah, the guard you outside the room and all that. Uh, they put me in a room. My mom <clears throat> sat with me for a while. Takes forever because, like, you're not bleeding. You're not sick. You just... It's not an emergency from, like, yeah. oh, you're going to die in minutes. Yeah. So they come in. Every once in a while, they ask you questions. They make you change into, like, pajamas. And they do tests because they go... They asked, you know, what have, I, what have I been doing? And I said, I, I've been drinking, but no drugs. Um... But they did a blood test. <laughs> and now it's like, I've been there like eight hours. It's like past midnight. Mm. And this crotchety old nurse comes in. <laughs> She's like, come with me. Like, okay. Come with me, you. And I'm wearing pajamas too big, you know. So I'm shuffling over. And uh, she goes, lay on that. And that's pajamas like a, or a Johnny? Pajamas. They give you Pajamas. What kind of high class fucking hospital was this? Got that Cobra plan. Uh, Cobra's terrible. No, I keep I kept my insurance from uh, my job. So you're paying seven times as much for my it. My parents were, but it was still Cute. my 
superior insurance from my job. It's got insurance. I, I wonder if that's in the insurance guidelines. Like, no Johnny's. Pajamas. pajamas. <laughs> this is a high quality uh, joint. No copay, extra pajamas. <laughs> um, make sure they're too big, though. <laughs> uh, so she goes, lay on this. And it's like a exam table type thing. And I go, uh, okay. Uh, I lay on it. She goes, unbutton your shirt. So I unbutton it. And she start, starts putting like uh, like sensor pads on my chest. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? And I figured it's not a test, I guess. And uh, I'm looking up. I'm flat on my back looking up. And she sticks her head into my view. And she goes, when was the last time you did vo- cocaine? And I went, what? She goes, when was the last time you did cocaine? I went, what? She goes, when was the last time you did cocaine? I went, what? I've never done cocaine. What are you talking about? What the fuck? I'm fat. I'm not on cocaine. Um, How quickly would we die if right now me and you did cocaine? <laughs> I'd Minutes? Be, I'd be a puddle of sweat. Dude, I think we'd both, they'd find, we'd be two Chris Farleys with blue heads <laughs> in about three hours. So... She keeps asking, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you picked that up in your test. I, I didn't do what it. What the fuck? I go, I, maybe it was in some marijuana I smoked. I don't know. Because I did it a couple times before that. Um, so she's like, well, we got a test because you had cocaine in your blood. I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, uh, did you rip your prosthetic leg out and dump it out and go, cocaineum? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? No. Red Heat with Adam Schwarzenegger. <laughs> He's a Russian agent. He rips the guy's leg off and dumps it out and coke my, falls my, out. And he, he looks at the camera and he goes, Cocaine! My favorite scene from Red Heat is he puts the quarter in the TV and just plays pornography. And he looks at it, <laughs> shakes his head, he goes, Capitalism. Oh my god. It's such a great movie. Anyway. So, okay. So, you tested positive for cocaine? Yeah. Wow. So, why? It must have been in something else. So, earlier in the podcast series, probably like in a January or February, like episode two or three, I um, I those, talked about... Those are the deep cuts. Yeah, deep, those, are the, those are like, we don't know what we're doing yet kind of podcast. You know, it's funny because I listen to some podcasts and I'm afraid to go back too far <laughs> because I'm like, those episodes must be terrible. And I wonder if people feel the same way about this podcast, where they're like, don't listen to episode one. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, no, I talk about, you know my weed stories. <laughs> I love that story. Uh, I gotta get out of here. When I thought my friends were getting arrested, and I thought they wouldn't let my mother in, and I was yelling, let her in, please, <laughs> and to no one in particular. Um, but so when I had that incident, I have reason to think that the weed was laced with PCP. Um, not primary care physician. Callback. Callback. Whoop, whoop. Actually, that might be a, like part one callback. So if, if you're listening, maybe go back to part one and look for that callback. That's double points. <laughs> oh, dude. We're calling back previous episodes of the show. Um, anyway, I have experience with that. Did you get it from like a sketchy source? I hate to to make this blanket statement, uh-huh. but when you're 23, all drug sources are kind of sketchy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Now they have dispensaries. You can just go buy weed. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Crazy the world we live in. You can just buy weed. Yeah. Like, literally, we've, we've went. I don't smoke anymore, but, like, you know, she had, like, certain things. Mm-hmm. Just walk in and buy it. It's amazing. Now Leah wants to go because she's got really bad anxiety. CBD, I heard, is good. I want to try it. I'm serious. Yeah, I heard you uh, mocking it in episode 12. I wasn't mocking it. I was mocking Jay's reasoning. I wasn't mocking CBD. I thought I said Jay was wrong because oh. what he was saying about it. Um, I can't handle. Actually, it's funny. We had a game night about a month ago, and we did edibles. <laughs> Remember yeah, this? Yeah. Me and, and me and Leah were mental cases, and you were just chill. I had to come into my bedroom every few minutes so I could lay down and talk myself out of having a panic attack. Maybe you need ones that are more CBD heavy. Not yeah, that I'm an expert so. on it. No, I think you might be right. I think anything mental. Just... So how does the cocaine story conclude? Did, did anything happen? They did a test, whatever, and then in the morning, I took a super expensive ambulance ride to McLean Hospital. And then uh, Greg came in. Where uh, Girl Interrupted was uh, filmed. Not filmed, but the girl in the story went there. So did Sylvia Plath. Did Greg come visit you? Greg came to visit me the most, followed by Chris. Chris in front of me on Facebook. I've been ignoring him because uh, last time he he was in New England, he just ditched me. So yeah, well, that's shitty. Yeah. So then we can wrap. I was having a lot of fun. This is good. Yeah, Connor, I got to tell you, I enjoyed this quite a bit. You want. I mean, I can take another Thursday off. I'm gonna take them off all month. Well, so me and Jay do this on Sundays mm-hmm. usually. Um, I don't know. I think we have to think about it. As far as, like, where we go from here. Because this might have to be a separate kind of thing. Like a a special edition? Well, no, I mean, like, a new podcast. Oh. I mean, Leah mentioned she wanted to maybe... Yeah, uh, like a... That's what I mean. That's Like a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a... Legends 2. Like a 60-minute special edition. Yeah. Where it's just, like, dedicated. This is three hours. By the way, we just well, you're gonna split up in two parts. We're at three hundred one. Yeah, well, it's good stuff. But really, Connor, thank you. You're welcome. This has been uh, phenomenal. I, I, uh, it's been great reminiscing with you. I can't wait to see how I come off at the beginning of that part yeah, one. Yeah, and it's funny because if people made it this far, which I hope, I genuinely hope they will make it to the end of part two. This guy's disgusting. Turn it off. It's heated up. Part two got real. We said, you know, part two, you got to know us a little bit. Mm. Uh, I had to find my footing in part one. Yeah. I just, you just kind of threw me out there. You got to cut you some slack. I mean, you've never you've never been in front of a mic before. No. You know? I smacked it a couple times. It's hard to, like, be natural in front of it. Mm. And that's why I don't want anyone to ever go back and listen to early episodes of Belligerence. Because it's me showing off. Like, it, it is. It's me It's me trying to be funny. I, I, I don't mean to cross the line here, but were you doing Dean things? No, I, w- I wouldn't. I mean, no, no, not enough alcohol was involved. Okay. By the way, whenever Leah says you're doing Dean things, it pisses. She's me gonna off. hear this. She's gonna hear I, it. I want her to hear this. All right. It pisses me off so much more than when you guys say it. I don't know why. I think it's because Leah means it. <laughs> like I think it's like when Leah so, says you it. You have to understand, Leah has no tolerance for bullshit. Let me tell you something. If Leah. I try to act zany, goofy, anything, 
She shuts that shit down. I love Leah to death. She's no awesome. Because of her brother. Leah has the in a this unbelievable ability to get under my skin. And she fucking knows it too. Like Leah knows exactly how to push my fucking buttons. And like none of no one else can. It's in this group. It's literally just her. So like when Leah's like, oh, it's Dean doing Dean things again. I just want right. to snap. I, and she's that's right, probably though. why it pisses me off is because she's right. Because she has no tolerance for, like, goofy bullshit. Like, there was one time, again, recent game night, where I was, like, smacking you in the stomach. <laughs> probably a little too hard. Mm-hmm. And it got uncomfortable because Leah was like, dude, so we things again. And then I just retreated. And I was like, fuck this whole night. I'm done. <laughs> It's kind of like she rings a bell on your train. Like, oh, it's, it's like the opposite. I need, I need a timeout. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we've had enough here. Uh, th- thanks for uh, thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope I really hope people stick around to wa- listen to this entire episode. But uh, this epic yarn. This <laughs> we're gonna learn some stuff. I, I feel like we're gonna make a lot of boys men with these two episodes. All right. Good night, everybody. See ya.